Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Is there a chance we're watching the Heat on Sunday? Stone Lebanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. I don't feel great, but I don't feel defeated completely. Does that make sense? That they're might be heat basketball on Sunday. Perhaps it'll take divine intervention. Perhaps it'll take a night that Heat fans will be talking about for the rest of their days. Perhaps it'll take a miracle. But I'm just not sure I'm digging out the white flag on the Heat yet. Ken Levick alive Friday, ending your work week and leading you into, for most of you, a three-day weekend. Here in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off of the uncomfortably muggy and mosquito-ridden intracoastal ESPN 106.3 free ESPN app and all over your smart speaker. Stone Lebanowitz, Friday Night Lights. He runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. And here we are, Stone. Yesterday was just sort of a post-mortem on the disaster that was Game 5, and we don't feel good, and it is pretty demoralizing, and everybody's hurt, and the heater being held together by pipe cleaners and Elmer's glue, and uh, does that sort of sum up our conversation from yesterday? Yeah, it definitely does, and here's another one that could help. Go ahead and check out the Miami Heat team flying into Boston Oh God! and Kyle Lowry getting off the bus. So Will Manso, uh, who uh, during the regular season on Bally's does all the uh, the Heat studio work, and uh, he is with uh, WPLG Channel 10 down in Miami. Great dude. He... Uh, he he had video of the Heat getting off the bus at the team hotel yesterday in Boston, and I, I, I don't know how better to describe it than Kyle Lowry getting off the bus and walking into the hotel looks like your 77-year-old grandfather <laughs> getting out of bed and ambling to the bathroom in the morning. That's like exactly that, it. That is Kyle Lowry. He cannot walk. Anybody who's ever suffered a little bit of a hamstring injury knows that it, even if it's mild, your range of motion, your ability to fully flex your leg to even do something as simple as walk is impeded so vastly that it, it, the simplest task is hard to do. And Kyle Lowry legitimately looks like he, he looks like in the early parts of Forrest Gump when when Forrest Gump has to wear the leg braces to get everywhere. And, and he swings them from the outside. Yeah, he swings them from the outside and he's straight-legged, just going everywhere. That's how Kyle Lowry is walking out of the bus yesterday. So, if you take that as any, any indication, uh-oh. <laughs> it's going to take damn close to a miracle. If you're religious... I'd probably start praying. If you're not religious, I'd find whatever higher power maybe you believe in and and start burning incense because it's going to be that kind of night. It's going to take that type of of uh, of of offering to try and have a an unlikely heat win tonight. All of that said, 
I can't help but shake the feeling that there's at least a chance. Uh, oh, yeah. Right? Right. Like, there's a chance because at the end of the day, there's still a spell. And there's still a bunch of bad dudes, even if they're walking on peg legs right now. There's some bad dudes on this roster. Some guys who despise losing, whose identities are defined by whether or not they're winners or losers. I'm talking Jimmy. I'm talking PJ. I mean, hell, I'm talking Kyle Lowry. He'll barrel roll his way out onto the floor if he has to. We, I, we don't want him to at this point. Though. No. Let I Gabe Vincent get his minutes. Gabe Vincent, I think, is another one of those guys. I mean, Gabe Vincent sort of playing for a contract. Right. Right? Uh, he's playing for money. Max Struess is playing for money. Now, Max Struess also hurt. So, I don't know. I, I just, I, I can't shake the feeling that, is it, is it the most likely that the Heat are done tonight? Yes. Anybody with a rational brain who's able to function and can string together coherent sentences and has basic motor skills thinks that this series is over tonight. I think this series is probably over tonight. Stone thinks this series is probably over tonight. But there's just a little part of me that thinks that maybe, just maybe, in the right circumstance, we're sitting down and watching the Heat on Sunday. It's insane. It's insane. But you're thinking it too a little bit. Totally. And I think what intrigues me most is we've been begging for a Duncan Robinson game, right? We wanted to clock in some minutes. Is it ever going to come again? I I don't think so. But with Max Struess this banged up, is this a time where Eric Spolster says, screw it. Duncan, get in there. Start. You're gonna you're gonna play 25 minutes tonight. Like be ready for it. Knock down your shots. And guys like Jimmy, like lean on him to get them going offensively because it comes from nowhere else. I expect Duncan Robinson and Gabe Vincent Gabe Vincent to give us surprising minutes and a, <laughs> at least double digit points. So you obviously I don't think are putting Victor Oladipo in the starting lineup because you want him coming off the bench if if Hero can't play. Yes. Right. Um, like Tyler Hero is going to be a post walkthrough decision, it appears, for the Heat. And they're about to go through the walkthrough for tonight. So we'll see. But the Heat could conceivably have a starting lineup tonight of Gabe Vincent at point guard, okay? Of Duncan Robinson. He of maybe 35 minutes since game one yep. of the Atlanta series at the two. You've got Jimmy, who hasn't been the same since Peyton Pritchard, gutless coward, pulled on his knee in Game 3 with uh, with eight minutes left to go in the second quarter. Then P.J. Tucker, who's been playing on one leg since the Philadelphia series. And then Bam, who we already had his his mandatory one good game in this series. That's your starting lineup, and that's what you're putting out against the Celtics in Boston, in a potential closeout game tonight. I guess so. I Hey, you know what? I I will not put anything past this team. They got here for a reason. It's unfortunate that they are now a shell of the squad that got them here, and it has exas- exacerbated the, the problems that have already existed for the Heat, the half-court offense. They're not as bad in the half-court. Were they good in the half-court? No. Are they as bad as this? No. But they're also wildly hurt now. But I'm also not going to go to the place where I start going Philadelphia mode. Oh, no Embiid, and it's not fair. Or even Boston mode. Oh, 
no Al Horford and no Marcus Smart and it's not fair. No, yeah, honestly, this is the nature of the NBA now. Uh, it, you're, you, it's luck whether or not you can stay healthy. This is one of the risks you take with the veteran team. And Spoh's not making excuses. Jimmy's not making excuses so much so that I think he told Spo, do not dare put me on the injury report prior to game five. Yeah. I don't want to see my name on the injury report, even though he's clearly not right. P.J. Tucker not making an excuse moments ago. He told reporters, we're confident because we faced adversity before. Kyle Lowry, again, he's your 77-year-old grandpa going to take a pee at four in the morning <laughs> the way he's walking, and he's not making excuses. So why should I make excuses? Why should Stone make excuses? Is it highly likely the Heat are done tonight? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But there's a little part of me that still thinks, maybe just maybe, Sunday, there's Heat basketball here on ESPN 106.3. I love it. But here's where us Heat fans got jobbed. Because you mentioned it. This isn't the Heat team that got us here. Mm -mm. But nobody would know that. Because nobody pays attention to the, to the regular heat, season. To the regular season. Right. So everyone thinks this is the team that they've always been, right? Mm -hmm. This is the one seed. Somehow they managed to grab the one seed. This isn't the same team. No. Lowry, Jimmy, and Hero, they're they're a shell of themselves. This is not who they were, you know, nine months leading up to this point right here. So it, it's a little unfair. And we've yet to pull the injury card and go that route to so respect. But it's just, it's, we just we got jobs. I mean, ultimately, the postmortem on this season is going to have to include a discussion about injuries. But since those guys aren't using it as an excuse, I'm not using it as an excuse. Simply two things, injuries and scoring. Yep. Simply. Let's, um, let's hear from, from Doris Burke, who was on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max right here on ESPN 106.3. And she had some insight into how in the world the Heat can compete tonight in this potential closeout for the Celtics? It'll be because the Celtics turn the ball over and give up too many second chance opportunities because this is a theme going back to the regular season. Miami is challenged in the half court in terms of scoring. There's no question about it. Now you amplify that with the level of defense that Boston is playing. To me, when Boston does not turn the basketball over and when they are doing their job, finding bodies, checking Miami off the glass and not you know, conceding the efficient second-chance conversions that Miami is known for. To me, Boston is the better team. I know Miami finished up at the top, um, but to me, Boston has more options. They're better defensively. Uh, so the only way I see Miami walking out of the Boston Garden with a win is if uh, Boston contributes to its own demise. I think most of that is fair. I think it's very easy to go to Boston contributing to their own demise, and it's what we saw earlier in the series, not giving the Heat credit for defense that can confound the Celtics at times, throw them out of their rhythm, and let the Heat go on scoring spurts, significant ones that put them in a position to win, which has happened in both games they've won in this series. But as always with Doris Burke, that is largely fair. That is largely fair. Yeah, they struggle in the half court. Can they do enough to bother the Celtics? And fine, if they bother the Celtics enough, maybe Boston does begin to implode on itself like it did at times in Game 1, like it did at times in Game 3. That's going to be the recipe. The Heat are going to have to be massively disruptive tonight. They're going to have to play through pain. There's going to have to be heavy minutes from some unlikely characters tonight. Whether or not they can get past a Game 7 
if they get it there, that's a whole separate discussion. Yes, it is. Because this is legitimately do or die. If the clock hits zero, you lose tonight, you're dead. So it is full focus. This is game seven before there's actually a game seven. This is going to have to be a Herculean task, but it is not impossible. It's not impossible. I am hanging by a thread on this, and I acknowledge they are in serious trouble. Serious, serious trouble. They are laying there. They are bleeding out. Nobody has tended to the wound yet. It is a problem. It is a problem. It's a massive problem, but it's not over yet. Maybe I'm a homer, Stone. Maybe I'm a total no, homer. No, you don't even sound like one. And I think another thing that's on our side is the unknown. Because if you're somebody, whether you're an expert or Joe Schmo on the street, if you think you've had a clue on what's going to happen in one, two, three, four, or five, you're wrong. Or you've been wrong. It's not like you've been able to predict or call what's going to happen in any of these games. I mean, we scored 11 points in the first quarter um, a couple nights ago. Like, so I, I think a little bit of that's on our side because, like Dora said, what if they do come out and turn the ball over? Or what if they do come out and we go up 20-7 to seven and, and all, all of a sudden you know, that line gets down about a pick them and, and – Oh, it's go time. And Jimmy and them like smell blood in the water. Like, how are we supposed to know if not one game this entire series has shown us anything of consistency? I am I am banking on the fact that Jason Tatum has never been this close to going to a, a, a finals. Jalen Brown's never been this close to going to a finals. Al Horford has never been this close to going to a finals. Marcus Smart has never been this close. To going to a finals. P.J. Tucker, champion last year. Kyle Lowry, champion three seasons ago. They know this. They've been in this spot. They've finished the job. They've gotten themselves to the finals. Can the Celtics push over one final hump? And I'm not going to believe it until I see it. Not this core. Not this group. I'm not doing it. Now, I think there's a competitive side to that, that the guys you mentioned that haven't been in this situation before are foaming at the mouth to get there. And you Doesn't mean they're th- not going to tighten up. I mean, I hear that loud. I mean, we've seen Jason Tatum disappear in this series. Loud still. and clear. And they're 25 years old. They're still young bucks. And you're right, they've never been here. But I would think in he a may situation... He may have, exactly. I would think in a situation like this, they are foaming out the mouth. Sure. And... I mean, but to your point, maybe they're looking ahead as well, right? Because last night was a big deal with Golden State advancing. Well, speaking of Golden State, Draymond Green, after the Warriors won the Western Conference last night, beating Dallas, uh, valiant effort from the Mavericks, just not enough. And we had a feeling that was going to happen. Draymond Green was on the postgame show inside the NBA TNT talking with Shaq. And listen to this exchange. It's still undetermined who you're going to play in the next round. Who would you like to play? I mean, be honest. I think both. I think both teams are tough. Uh, you know, Boston create uh, causes problems, especially offensively. Draymond, Their defense is incredible. How long we been boys, Draymond? <laughs> I want the honest answer, Draymond. You're asking me who I want to play. I'm gonna yes. tell you who I think we're gonna play. We're gonna play Boston. Okay, that's, that's okay. That's who we're gonna play. Thank you. That's the Draymond I know. <laughs> but I can't even be mad at that. I can't even be mad at that. I don't understand the truck horn in the background either. That was weird. It, no, um, Shaq was holding in his hand. Really? Yeah, he just turned to the crowd with an air horn. Oh, that is massively annoying. Let him have it. Um, but I, I can't even be mad at that because Draymond's right. Like, I think it's going to be Boston. Right. I think it's going to be Boston. But what I'm clinging on to is that there's still a shot, right? There's still a shot with a team that has fortitude. And it is clear this is not a team that hasn't come out with, with poor effort. 
Now we know fully why the Heat have looked listless at times, and it's because they are so banged up. They're so banged up. The thing with the Heat, though, unlike the Sixers, unlike the Celtics, the Sixers couldn't stop talking about it. Doc Rivers, all he wanted to do was talk about it. Joel Embiid, all he wanted to do was talk about it. All James Harden wanted to do was talk about it. All we heard about from the Celtics and Celtics media leading in was, oh, Marcus Smart, oh, Al Horford with the COVID. Uh, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? What are they going to do? The Heat don't want to talk about it. They don't like when it's discussed how injured they are. They don't want that to linger. They were frustrated with the conversation involving Embiid uh, in the second round. They were frustrated with the game one win uh, and uh, the conversation about how uh, it was uh, a lesser Celtics team. It, it, Eric Spolster before game two, when it was announced that Smart was returning and that Horford was back, said, good, we don't want to take shortcuts. Yeah, and when Embiid they don't like this discussion. Right, and when, when Embiid wasn't playing, Jimmy said, I want him to play. We want to play them at full strength. Yeah. And yeah. I think it speaks to a lot, Jimmy, not putting self, putting himself on the injury report. Like right. that, that speaks to how this team works and kind of the nucleus they have and the mantra they have. Like they don't play that stuff, and I think at times that works against us because then we're not not able to use that down the road or in the off season as much as we would have wanted to if guys like Jimmy and them had to sit out these games. But I don't know. Hey, hey the situation is the situation. It right? is. You got to deal with what you've been dealt. Greg Silvander, Five Reason Sports, tweeted the following uh, early this morning. A source close to the team tells me four of five starters plus the sixth man would not be playing if this was the regular season. I'll read that one more time. A source close to the team tells me four of five starters, including the sixth man, would not be playing if this was the regular season. So in game six of the Eastern Conference Finals, with the Heat down three games to two, Kyle Lowry wouldn't be playing. Max Struess wouldn't be playing. Jimmy Butler wouldn't be playing, and P.J. Tucker wouldn't be playing. Tyler Hero wouldn't be playing. Those are who I'm assuming are the four starters plus the sixth man. Yet, I'd be willing to bet they're all playing tonight with Hero the, the least likely to be playing this evening. And despite all of that, I still think there's a slight chance, a slight chance. I'm going to give it a 15% chance, but it's still there. A 15% chance that the Heat are playing a Game 7 on Sunday. What percentage chance are you putting on the Heat playing in a Game 7 on Sunday? What percentage chance are you putting on the Heat playing in a Game 7 on Sunday? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. What percentage chance are you putting on the Heat playing in a Game 7 on Sunday? I'm going with 15%. 15%, not exactly a sliver, not exactly significant, but it's there. It's a 15% chance. I called a soccer match a couple of nights ago on ESPN, and it was a 15% chance of rain uh, at kickoff. Guess what? It rained for almost the entire match. That 15%. That 15%, and it rained almost the entire match, okay? So it's not insignificant. What percentage chance are you putting on the Heat playing in a Game 7 on Sunday? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. We're playing the numbers game here, Stone. Where's your head at? I love numbers. And I love percentages. Okay. And I love gambling. 
I would go 30%. Oh, boy. So you're more confident than I am that there might be a Game 7. You're still you're still obviously leaning towards Boston ends this thing tonight. Very much so. But you feel better about it than than I do. I think I'd give it the old classic puncher's chance. I I, I think that they come out. Well, since we are, we, we are scoring quarters. Right. That's a great analogy. Right. And I, and I think these guys come out the gate in that first quarter. Rabbit dogs. Okay. Like, I think we see Jimmy on another level early. Now, if the shots aren't falling, then we're done. And that 30 goes to five real quick. But if we can keep that score, trading leads back and forth, back and forth in that first, and we see at least a little bit of energy, and Gabe Vincent is giving us a maximum effort in good minutes, then I can hang on for a little bit. I can. They, they, can, they can take a five-point lead into the half. I, I, I won't really... Wager off that 30%. I think it stays right around there, but I think we have a puncher's chance and it all depends on the first quarter. That's me. I just wonder if they can keep it low scoring. Like conventional wisdom would tell you that the Heat have the best chance if they muck it up and keep it low scoring, but I just don't know if the Celtics can be contained in a low scoring game. So that means you'd have to shoot with them. Can you get one of the a last gasp streaky opportunities from the field that you actually take advantage of? Coming off of a 7 of 45 from beyond the arc in game five. I just don't know what, what type of game, and knowing that you're, you're super hurt, what type of game do you need to get yourself into to have that puncher's chance? Because can you conceivably muck up the game so badly that you keep the Celtics in the high 80s? I don't think that's, that's humanly possible. I don't think that's possible. Don't hop off that Spo train, though. This is a chess match. This is a chess match. I mean, this is when you deploy your best stuff. You were given 48 hours to build this plan. How can we, how can we make the, how can we score 80 points again and win the game, right? Like how can we do it the ugliest, dirtiest way? They're the only team in the league that knows how to do that. You're um you're 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 raising my um my morale and I appreciate it. It's gonna that. get dirty tonight. Boy, this is not gonna be for the uh the the week of heart. No, it's not. We're getting an early first quarter PJ Tucker tech. You think so? Yeah, or, or a hard screen from Bam to Peyton Pritchard, some way. I'm uh, like it's getting dirty. We're in the trenches tonight. I'm uh, scrolling through Ira Winderman covers the Heat for the Sun Sentinel. His Twitter right now, Eric Spolstra. Quote: We have a great opportunity in front of us. End quote. Spolstra. This is where the history of the league has been written so many times. End quote. Eric Spolstra was the head coach of a team that was down three games to two, went into Boston in an Eastern Conference Final and got LeBron's signature career performance. I mean, granted, he had LeBron, but (laughs) um, he's been in this situation before. He's been in this situation before, and now breaking news presented by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. Eric Spolstra says the Heat will stay with the same starting lineup. That means Kyle Lowry is going to grandpa walk his way onto the floor there as is, the starting point guard. There's no way. And Max Struess will start tonight for the Heat <laughs> as well, meaning the Duncan starting experiment that we were hypothesizing on is indeed not happening. So there's the first indication. As far as Tyler Hero is concerned, he did some work this morning. Spolstra says team still working through it. That doesn't sound particularly promising for Tyler Hero. But we're starting a backcourt. It's 0 for 16. Mm-hmm. Last game five. They're just going to have to chuck. Scoreless in the last two games. It is time to chuck. Victor Oladipo on heat breaking out of the shooting slump. Quote, keep shooting. Shooter, shoot. Max Struess. Shooter, shoot. 
Max Drew said he has endured similar shooting slumps before. He says he's gotten out of them by, quote, making shots. Oh, well, that's just, that doesn't help my confidence. I mean, that's, that's what. Listen, they understand. They understand. Junior in high school says. What, uh, what percentage chance are you putting on the heat playing in a game seven on Sunday? Are you just going to focus on the Indy 500 on Sunday? On Monaco on Sunday? Or is there going to be a game seven to prepare for? On Sunday, maybe an AEW double or nothing on Sunday that you're focusing on? Or is there going to be a Game 7 Heat Celtics Sunday? What percentage chance are you putting on the Heat playing in a Game 7 Sunday? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. Let's kick off the Friday festivities with Ernesto in Boynton. What's up, Ernesto? Hello, fellas. Good afternoon. Thanks for taking my call. And yes, I would give you guys a 5% chance. Okay. But there is a chance. <laughs> guys, you guys have a chance. Uh, I mean, look, everybody's hurt. But the, the last thing you want to do is think that a rabbit animal or an animal that is, that is not, you know, that's cornered and is hurt <laughs> cannot, you know, kick back its last breath and, and give it all to the death. It's Miami. So sure. I give them the chance that they're not laying down, okay? I still still, I still I have it in the bag that Boston's going to have that game that they're going to lay down. I think it's this one. For some reason, they're going to lay down. Even though the, all the cards are on the table, you have everybody hurt. Everybody's hurt except for the invisible man on the bio, which I think should come and appear. Come on, make an appearance, bro. Yeah. We need, they need you. I'm, oh, did I say we? Oh, my God. I don't believe I did Yeah, that. what is going on? They well, need you. Hey, Ernesto, it's well, look, a, I, you know, you're okay, I want to explain why. Yeah, I, I want to explain why. The semantics of it is there is a deep seed of Miami that's, that's been what? what the, and you said it before. I heard you guys say it a couple of months ago, a month ago, about it not being a New York kind of feel. It does. Look, if New York didn't fo- didn't drop the ball, you guys would have never existed. It comes down to that. So <laughs> I have man, a particular feeling. L- listen, wait, 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 <laughs> guys. But I have, wait, wait, wait. There's an explanation for it. You know it's true. If, if, if Miami didn't, you know, have this, we would have we would have had this. We would have had what we you guys have. So I have a particular uh, to Pat Riley because he has, you know, he has a genius. I can't say it anymore. He's a genius. Pat Riley's a genius. You can't admit to that. He is. Spolstra is a genius himself. And he is. I'm not going to say he is. But, uh, yeah, that's why the reason why I have an affection for Miami. All right? That's it. Appreciate you. guys, you. you have a chance. You guys are good. You guys don't worry about it. You, you, you guys are dogs. You guys, I see the dogs in you. You're not laying down. You guys have fight. Good luck, guys. All right, Ernesto. Appreciate you. It is going to take them being dogs. I, 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 um, I wonder what feels worse, though, in this scenario, where nobody believes in the heat anymore, right? Yes. They're, it's a done deal. There are some that are already dancing on the grave, right? What feels worse, the heat getting blown out again or them either having a lead with four minutes left or being within a possession with four minutes left and losing? Option B. If they are that any feels bit, worse. If they're any bit close. To Even though you're super game. proud of them for being in that position. I guess, depending on how the game would go. But that becomes know, more demoralizing that they were in that spot and they couldn't see it through and then you feel badly for yeah, it. Yeah, it would be like a big brother, little brother thing. Yeah. You'd be like, sorry, buddy, not this year. And, and that's not how 
this series started. After yeah. game one, you know, we became favorites to win the series, and now it's turned into slowly taking your um, – cow out behind the barn and, and, and ending its life. That, that, that's, that, that's what it seems like it's at right now. Some good old-fashioned euthanasia. Uh, Leo is in Riviera Beach. What's up, Leo? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I give the Heat a 40% chance to win tonight. All right, Leo. Only because I say this because I believe in the Heat culture. Uh, as a Magic fan, I wish we had some Heat culture. And I think that, you know, if we're talking about quarters, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna drill it down even a little bit further. I'm talking about minute by minute. So I want the Heat to win the last two minutes of each quarter. Okay, if yes. the Heat can win the last two minutes of each quarter and be four for four and win in the last two minutes of each quarter, the Heat will win the game. I'm telling you, Leo, I'm not, I don't even care about quarters. Give me those last two minutes, baby. That is that is actually there's some legitimacy to that because the Heat have more often than not lost the final two minutes of some of the biggest quarters, if you want to go by that. Listen, in the third quarter, going into the fourth quarter on in Game 5, where did the Heat lose the game? In the final two minutes of the third quarter. Where did the Heat exact let the Celtics thing, back man. into Game 3? Final two minutes of the second quarter. Leo, great stuff. Enjoy your weekend, brother. I mean, that right there, that's a pretty good call. It's unique because... The Heat are terrible at the end of quarters and at the end of halves, and have been. It's unique because I, I think there's a possibility that's something Spo brings up quite frequently, whether they're in you know walkthroughs or just team meetings early in the morning, before games. like That is something that is brought up. That is a tangible stat you can find. Somebody on your staff is you know told to find and bring to the table, and that is stuff they talk about all the time. So I love that. What percentage chance are you putting on the Heat playing in a Game 7 on Sunday? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Twitter's open on this Friday at KLV1063. Ken Levick Alive presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. That is our title partner here on Ken Levick Alive. We appreciate them, and you'll appreciate what they do for you. And that do is getting you into the sports industry, creating a path giving you the knowledge, helping you gain the connections and preparing you for your dream job in the sports industry. The sports industry can can be difficult sometimes to break through. And there is a, uh, a, a common thought that, oh, you need to know somebody. You need to call in a favor. You need some help to break in. Well, maybe, but the more, uh, the more uh, appropriate way, I think the more consistent way is to actually educate yourself. And to make yourself valuable. And you do that with the FAU MBA Sport Management Program because you get out into the working world and you're able to show that MBA in sport management from Florida Atlantic. And I can't tell you how many doors open because of that. It's not only renowned in the state of Florida, but it's in the United States and it's internationally as well. This is internationally known. So whether you're thinking pro sports, or high-level college athletics, or any college athletics, or local sports. You want to get in, you want to make your money, you want to work your dream job, I'm telling you, your best option is the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Check them out online, fau.edu slash MBA Sport, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, tried and true for 22 years. What percentage chance are you putting on the Heat playing in a Game 7 on Sunday? We're playing the numbers game. I say 15%. Stone? 
He actually, in a shocking turn of events, a bit more optimistic than me at 30%. And it's so weird because I'm so sunshiny all the time. So bizarre. What percentage chance are you putting on the heat playing in a Game 7 Sunday? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. It's a Friday at Stone Labanowitz Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. We are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. 8.45 tonight. Game 6. Heat Celtics, three games to two Boston. It's here on your Heat postseason home, ESPN 106.3. And I'm just wondering... There's going to be heat on Sunday. I don't think so, but I'm not closing the door yet. I'm not locking it up yet. I think 15% chance. We're going numbers today. 15% chance that we're sitting down and watching the heat and biting our nails on Sunday. Going to be biting our nails tonight, too. I have a feeling. But Stone says 30% chance. 30% chance that heat culture gets it done tonight. Like, that's high. That is high. That's high. Like, if that was a weather forecast, might as well bring the umbrella. Like, 30%? Yeah. 30%. Like I was telling you, I called a, 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 a soccer match, an MLS match on, on Wednesday, and there was a 15% chance of rain. And what did it do? It rained almost the entire 90 minutes on, on Wednesday. Now, that's your glass half-empty look, though. But, but what I'm saying is my 15%, like 15% came true yeah. on Wednesday. So maybe 15% comes true. 30%, you're, that to me in this scenario, based on what the Heat are right now with injuries, is sunshiny. Like that is, that is extremely, extremely confident, uh, all things considered. Uh, speaking of Heat culture, Victor Oladipo was talking a little bit about Heat culture yesterday. Here is uh, Oladipo, who's going to have to have to contribute on the offensive end tonight. Victor Oladipo on what the Heat can possibly do. No, honestly, with Heat culture, man, we, we control our mentality and our approach to every game, um, and that's what we focused on, man. We focus on going out there and trying to win every game we play. Hmm. Pretty cut and dry. Pretty cut and dry. Pretty cut and dry. This is not a team that, that leaks confidence, and if they're not confident, they're not making it known publicly that they're not confident. Let's head to Port St. Lucie and bring in Jermaine. Jermaine's on Kent Levick Alive. Hi, Jermaine. Hello, how you doing? Good. Go ahead, Jermaine. Uh, yeah, I'm giving the Heat, definitely, I'm giving the Heat a 90% chance of winning tonight. 90%. Explain, on, please, on Jermaine. Please explain. Here's the thing. Miami, we're not thinking about that last game. You know what I mean? It's next game mentality. We put that game right behind us. We go in there. We win this game tonight. Game seven on Sunday. Simple as that. All right. <laughs> All right, well, I'm, I'm hoping that they forget about it a little bit more than they forgot about Game 4, which was didn't seem like at all when they went into Game 5. No, it came out with more like a 9% chance yeah. instead of the 90. Hey, I like the confidence. I love it. I don't know if it is actually realistic, <laughs> but I like it. I mean, if you uh, asked Spolstra and he had a gun to his head, I'm sure it wouldn't be 90. Yeah, I know. I know. But he, listen, Spo. I will give him one thing. I mean, I'll give him a lot of things. He's, he's the best, in my opinion. But that man, when everything seems like it's tumbling on top of the heat, he has so much poise, and he rallies the troops better than anybody. I mean, he could not have handled 
immediately after the run-in with Jimmy Butler any better. Any better. So much so that it just disappeared and died. It just disappeared. You never heard about it again. I mean, in the post game, oh, we were just talking about dinner plans. If you thought that was heated, you apparently don't see us at practice. And then everybody moved on. Yeah, coaches get in to their interviews post game, and you can tell what kind of relationship they have with their players. Spo is better than anybody. Spo yeah. is better than anybody at yeah. having a relationship and making it obvious that he does. And, and like, I, I feel confident. The only reason I give this 15% too is because Spo's involved. It, that's that's the biggest reason I think that I'm even bringing it to that number is because of Spo because I trust him. What I if, trust him unconditionally. What if we made it here with Doc? What percentage are we talking now? Uh, half. <laughs> Not half of 15, but like half. Is it 0.5? Yeah, like 0.5%. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what percentage chance are you putting on the Heat playing in a Game 7 Sunday? Or have you already started to make plans? Hey, come over. Let's put some meat on the grill. Let's... Uh, Let's uh, set up the bags. Uh, do you call it bags or cornhole? Okay, so I, I spend time in the Midwest where they do they call it bags. Yeah, so that's what I'm asking because so I grew up in the Midwest, so it was always bags. Then I come down here, someone's like, hey, bro, you want to play cornhole? And cornhole meant, meant a whole different thing when I was in, uh, yeah. in the Midwest. <laughs> I'm like, excuse me, what type of party am I at? Like, I'm not going to rule it out. I had a couple of beers, but like, let's, uh, like, <laughs> what are you talking about exactly? So I now have cornhole friends and bags friends. Now okay. it's depending on who I'm with, the, who I'm around, okay. where right. I know I can get away with. You you adapt. Yeah, you I adapt. adapt to whoever I you're adapt. around. That's funny. Um, so so are you thinking about grilling, getting the bags out, uh, or cornhole, uh, or are you still preparing as if there's going to be the heat on Sunday? What percentage chance are you putting on the heat plane in a game seven Sunday? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Twitter at KLV1063. Let's uh, head to Twitter now and let's read some of your replies. Again, at KLV1063. Andrew M., he tweets, bro, it's going to a game seven, 100%. You're the only on-air host that's a true Heat fan. You already know that we're winning tonight. I mean, that's not true that I'm the only on-air host that uh, is a Heat fan because Evan, massive Heat fan uh, throughout South Florida, massive Heat fans. Um, But I appreciate that Uh, 100%. You, my friend, I wish I had the optimism. He also threw in there, you know they're going to win this game. And in fact, no, Ken doesn't know. I know that. this to the extent of 15%. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what I know. That's, that's all I'm giving you. Uh, Mike Hirsch tweets, I'm about as big a heat homer as you'll find, and I'm only willing to go to 25%. A quarter. It's a sign. A quarter. 25%. Think they're just too beat up. Great team and enjoyed this season so much. That's the thing, too. Like, this season's been so fun, and that's why it's disappointing the way that it's ending with blowouts and injuries, because I feel like this group deserved it better. And that's why I hope that if they lose tonight, while it's going to hurt, I do hope that they go out like a bunch of badasses. Just like... Swinging. Yeah. Yeah. Just just go out and go full uh, run into swords mode. I'd be totally fine with that. You see, I hear that, but I would like to lose half of the viewership with Boston up 28 <laughs> so nobody can see yeah. the sadness. And then Jimmy and them get to sit on the bench and put their UD gets to sit in between the starters and put his arm around them and be like, you know, it was a good season. Instead of out there scratching and clawing, and you got people at these barbecues hanging out at each other's houses with their heat jerseys on, getting the chance going. 
all just to get your heart shattered. The uh, Eastern Conference MVP trophy is the Larry Bird trophy, right? I believe so. You know what's going to be annoying is just that storyline. A Celtic getting the Larry Bird trophy. 25-year-old Jason Tatum. Oh, it's so hot. I love it. Oh, Celtics green. That's going to be so annoying. Uh, Aiden Pierce tweets, 90%. We played so poorly the past two games and kept it respectable. Well, in game five up until the end of the third quarter. The Celtics will start hot. The Heat will close the gap and win. Uh, so now that no one's looking, I'm thinking 40%. I gave faith this team could push to game seven and even come back and win the series, but I reckon they know the Warriors would win in five. Oh, yeah, but that's not even a discussion. Forget the Warriors. Forget game seven. It's tonight. The focus is on tonight. Get the job done tonight to force that game seven on, uh, on Sunday. Josh Williams on Twitter, not very high, my percentage confidence. Maybe they can win in game six. going to be extremely tough, though. Uh, the ghost of Tom Jode says 2%. Mike G going 38%. Randy Savage, not that one. Rest in peace, 5%. Uh, Twitzy going 50% confidence level. Julio Ruano, 0%. And then Aaron Fishbein with the obvious 34%. So there are your numbers. More often than not, below 50. More often than not, below 30. But at least it's something. Only one zero percent How about that? Oh, that's not bad. I thought there'd be more 0%. I did as well. And somebody in there said that Boston's going to start out hot and we'll close the gap. That is not how this game will go. If Boston starts out hot, that's a problem. If Boston starts out hot, you're not crawling back from that. The TV off. Yeah. Change the channel. Yeah. Because they do not have the legs in them. We will put in a second lineup and it will consist of Oladipo, D Rob, Caleb Martin, yeah. and Dwayne Dedman. <laughs> And that's when time to switch gears. And, uh, time to switch gears. So we will not be able to close that gap. That's why I gave them the puncher's chance to do it early in the first 10 minutes of the game. And, and this is another thing, too. Don't try and play hero like, oh, I stick with my team to the very end. I promise you, because I know that this is the case with me, that there's a good chance that seeing the Celtics hoist the Eastern Conference title trophy and Jason Tatum hoist the MVP trophy, it's going to ruin your weekend. And the fawning and the orgasmic language you're going to hear coming from every analyst about how special it is that the Celtics, this proud franchise, are on the precipice of a championship and how epic a Celtics-Warriors finals is going to be, it's going to cause you to feel that that sweaty, hot-churning feeling in your belly, you know, right before you start to you start to heave, you start to feel like you're about to vomit. Like, that's the feeling you're going to have hearing all of that nonsense. So it doesn't make you any more of a fan to stay to the bitter end of this entire thing. It's okay if things get out of hand tonight to bail. There's no judgment. You can bail and keep your sanity in check. Now more than ever, you got to focus on you and your mental health. And you know what's not going to help your mental health is seeing the Celtics and ABC ESPN celebrate the Celtics Eastern Conference title. Okay? That's just really sound advice. Jump off ship just for tonight. And we can reconvene next week and talk it through. Simply. Yeah. Have a good weekend. Yeah. You don't want to watch us get slaughtered. Right. You don't need to see the confetti. You don't need to see the celebration. You don't need to hear Jeff Van Gundy rubbing his nipples over the fact that the Celtics are going to the finals. You don't need that stuff, okay? You just don't. We're going to get a big perk on there, too, I'm sure. Uh, Congratulating his balls. Yeah. 
What percentage chance are you putting on the Heat playing in a Game 7 Sunday? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweet at us at KLV1063. If there is a Game 7 on Sunday, you know how you should get there. Bright line. That bright line train. It is big. It is yellow. It is swift. And it is stress-free, and it gets you where you need to go in South Florida. It's the most stress-free way to do so with the stations in West Palm and Fort Lauderdale and Miami. That is Brightline. You can get the premium seating. That's the way I go. There's several different types of seating you can have, but I go premium because I know that I'm going to be able to get to the station, and I'm going to be able to go to the premium lounge. And what am I What am I drinking, Stone? That's right. Some of that Pinot. Pinot Noir, my friend. A little snack as well. And then I get on the train and it's the same exact thing because it is high class. It is high society. And it's there for you. It's the best way to get through South Florida on the rail. On the Brightline, GoBrightline.com, the free Brightline app. And again, I want to stress that it is stress-free. The biggest events in South Florida. It's not just Game 7 Sunday. The Heat and Celtics at the FTX Arena take the buzzer beater train a block and a half away from Miami Central Station. You walk to the arena, you watch the game, you celebrate an Eastern Conference title. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. And then you get back on the train and the celebration continues on Sunday. And it's good because you have Monday off. It's all good. But the Air and Sea Show in South Beach this weekend. Two action-packed days of Air Force flybys, aerial demonstrations, more events to celebrate this nation's heroes. Take the bright line down to Miami Central. The complimentary shuttle gets you to the beach for the show. And if you enter the promo code BRIGHTLINE22, write this down or commit it to memory. BRIGHTLINE, the name of the train, and the year, 22. Promo code BRIGHTLINE22. You'll save 15, 1-5, 15% on admission and show events. That's promo code BRIGHTLINE22 to save 15%. Also remember, BRIGHTLINE, the smarter way to skip traffic and to go see the heat. Game 7 with that buzzer beater train. Download the Brightline app or go brightline.com. That's Brightline. When we return, our sports agent and sports law insider, Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys, his weekly check-in, that and a whole lot more still to come as we wrap up your week and send you into a three-day weekend. Well, most of you on this Friday. He's Stone LeBano. It's Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Lavica, and I'm live on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. And we are presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. It is time now for our sports law and our sports agent insider here on Ken LaVica Live. He is Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys. Decades of trial experience making Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys for any personal injury matter, whether it's a slip and fall, automobile, boating, motorcycle, he's got you taken care of. He is fighting for the compensation you deserve. WantToLawyerUp.com, free consultation. Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. Pat, as always, thank you for hanging out with us. And I'm, I'm curious what you think about this sudden Las Vegas Raiders love affair with Colin Kaepernick, bringing him in for a workout, making sure that everybody knows about said workout. To you, is this just lip service? Is this an attempted good publicity? Or do you think that there's a legitimate chance that Colin Kaepernick might be back in the NFL at some point here? 
Uh, I think it's legitimate. I, I mean, I've always said that his skill level when he left was still very high. I don't know where he is uh, physically and his abilities now, but if you look at his numbers, when he played, they were better than 80% of the quarterbacks in the league. So uh, he still has the intangibles where he's a, he can run, he can throw. Um, and I, I think any team that would go out on a limb to get it would be the Raiders and the fact that he's from that area out there in uh, California. I, I like it. I think they're going to actually bring him into camp. You know, Colin Kaepernick and his representation, it obviously has been a very frustrating last couple of years from a football perspective. He has gone out there. He has put on workouts for the public and for NFL scouts. Uh, when it comes to being someone like Colin Kaepernick's agent, who's very divisive, who there's a belief he's being blackballed from football, how do you keep your client up and keep your client believing that, hey, there is a chance? What sort of grind do you have to be on? I think the thing with his agent, if he was up front with Colin, and Colin knew the avenue he was going to take. I don't know him personally, but it was a tough road with, with Kaepernick to start. And uh, I think some of the moves he made were questionable in terms of getting him in, but I think he was uh, blackballed, the agent and him, for a while. I think things have changed, and the context has changed in the NFL. Uh, I think you're going to talk about the John Gruden situation. I think that changed it, too, because you saw the inside of one of the biggest coaches and some of the things he was saying in a racist manner about certain people involved in the league. So I think it's the right time for him to give a shot if he's physically able to play. Let's stick with the Raiders here, and we're talking with Pat Lawler. Lawler and Associates Personal Injury Attorneys, our sports agent and sports law insider, Pat Lawler, representing the likes of Tyron Matthew, Patrick Peterson, and others. And he joins us here on Ken Levick Alive. And so, Pat, uh, with John Gruden, he has filed a lawsuit against the NFL. He believes the NFL purposely leaked the emails regarding or relating to Dan Snyder and the Washington football team. He got caught up in it. Very unsavory, racially inflammatory words. Lost his job with the Raiders. Uh, he is claiming tortious interference. And the NFL had itself ruled against by a judge who says, no, I think that this lawsuit can go to trial. What do you make of all of this? How do you decipher all of this? I think he has a good case. Uh, tortious interference basically means you and I have a contract and somebody uh, unreasonably interferes into that contract by trying to you know, sabotage it or take the business away from it. That's pretty much a layman terms. Now here, Gruden's got his contract with the Raiders now, these emails that came out were, were residual and not relevant per se to the issue with, uh, sure. with Dan Schneider. Obviously, they were terrible. Um, the leaking of them was something that uh, was, I think, going to come back to haunt them. They could have kept it in-house uh, and obviously lost his job and everything else and probably lost his employment for kind of a Jimmy the Greek situation, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. In that he was blackballed from it. and. And Coach Gruden, it may affect him. I think he's got a good case. I, I think they're right letting it go forward. Uh, and they're going to dig into why these were leaked. And, and um, I'm interested to see what happens here, but I like his chances. Real quick, on Washington, based on how long you've been involved in the NFL and the relationships that you have, when you hear reports that owners are counting votes, what they might have in order to oust Dan Snyder as owner of that football team. What do you think about that? The fact that they're starting to count votes, does that make you believe that Snyder might be kicked out? Yeah, it does. I think the fact that they're counting votes is they're obviously seeing, do we have enough 
And if we don't, who do we need to convince sure. to make this move? <laughs> and so it's like any political process. I think that they're looking at this. They want him out. There's certain people that want him out. He's, I think he's become a detriment to the league. He's been a detriment to that franchise for years. Um, and I think they're, they're going to gear towards getting him out. It's a very volatile situation with everything that happened there. Obviously, things with Gruden and uh, with the guy who was the president at the time who was emailing with Gruden. So I think he'll be out within the next year. Uh, one more here for, again, Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys, longtime NFL agent, our sports law insider, sports agent insider here on Ken Levick Alive. And the best damn personal injury attorney you're going to find, Lawler and Associates Personal Injury Attorneys, wanttolawyerup.com, wanttolawyerup.com. The consultation is free. Deshaun Watson, $230 million guaranteed. Uh, the Browns laid down a ton of cash to make sure that they won the battle for Watson. Now, two of the accusers of Deshaun Watson are saying they're, quote, appalled it's a slap in the face that he gets all that guaranteed money after what he put them through allegedly lawsuits have been filed now did the browns or will the browns uh, have ultimately made a mistake by making such a financial commitment to watson because it seems like now there's residual anger and there's a, a a new uh sort of push to come at deshaun watson by these accusers well, here's the situation. I don't know how they didn't expect this. <laughs> These women filed sexual harassment and allegations against him, lost civil lawsuits for money damages against him. To think whether he signed a deal or not, that they were going to be shocked that uh, he's getting money. I, I was completely shocked that they gave him that guarantee money. But like I said earlier, Kat, I think on your show, that money guarantee was given to pay these women off. Yeah. Yep. It was a payoff. Yep. He gave them the extra money in a guaranteed money so they could work out some arrangement. And it's going to be up to these young ladies, these women, on what they want to do. I mean, they're going to offer them a substantial amount of money to get to drop the cases because it's civil. And I personally think there may be one or two are saying it's, it's, uh, it's money. Yeah, it's great, but I'm going to go to trial and get money. I'm going to expose this guy for what he did. I'm not going to let him walk away. Just kind of what like Flores is doing with the NFL. They don't mm -hmm. want to go to arbitration. They want this to be out in the open on what they did to him. They want to know that this, this Deshaun Watson is not who he says he didn't do anything. Think about if it was your daughter or your wife or your sister that was uh, sexually assaulted by this guy and that he's going to walk away without any strong evidence coming out and constantly deny it and say, see, I told you so. It's going to take a couple strong women to, to do that, and I think in this culture they're going to do it. And I personally hope they do because uh, anybody who has that many allegations – just smoke this fire, Ken, and, and uh, we'll see. Let the evidence show. Maybe not, but I highly doubt it. Yeah, anybody who thought that this was going to end up being a clean resolution, uh, it appeared to be woefully wrong because it feels like this is only beginning for Deshaun Watson, the accusers, and the uh, the Cleveland Browns as well. Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys, wanttolawyerup.com, wanttolawyerup.com, free consultation, handling all your personal injury matters, getting you the compensation you deserve. Pat, appreciate it. Have a great weekend, brother. You too, Ken. Happy Memorial Day. Lots still to come. Uh, we've got a second hour that includes a discussion about why the heater in the situation that they're currently in. Also, what in the hell do we do with our three-day weekend? And the RoofClaim.com Boca Tumble has a day and a time, and we're talking with the man in charge because the people with power want to hang out with us. That's the damn truth. He's still in the bandwidth. It's Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.